Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quarter Podcast. We're knee deep into the Women's World Cup qualifiers. Uh, my name is Mpom Glani. Tim's not with me today. Load shedding. If you're South African, you know what's going on. Uh, it's happening. But yeah, so it's a full quarter podcast. We're knee deep into the Women's World Cup. And because we're following the momentum purchase throughout this World Cup to glory, we have we get a couple of um, journals, cricket writers, content creators in to kind of discuss the teams that they're going to be playing along the way. Um, and so please do watch out for more of those uh, conversations that we do. We've already spoken to Sean Mayers, who gave us an insight into the Momentum Proteas and where they wanted to go through maybe an insight into the Bangladesh team. Now the Proteas are playing their second game against Pakistan. Um, it's a, it's, it, it is a must-win game, especially after what the West Indies did um, today, having beaten England um, in a massive, massive game. So it is a bit of a, of, of a must-win. But uh, before we even continue, please do like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, please tweet us at One World Sports Radio. We also have a Patreon page where you can support us because over and above the podcast, we're a cricketing radio station. We provide commentary. Um, for the uh, Momentum Proteas, the Proteas men, and also uh, the Springboks, and as well the South African soccer team. So if you want us to be in stadiums more, your support will be really helpful because this is, we realize this is a platform that some people really do like, um, and we're really happy, and we're really thankful for that, uh, your support for to those who have supported us. Today, we're doing a preview of the Momentum Proteas versus Pakistan women's game. It's going to happen on Friday morning. Um, and, and so we've managed to find somebody from Pakistan who's going to give us insight into the team. Remember, the Momentum Proteas did play the Pakistan women earlier on in 2021. And also, um, so that's also quite a, quite a, got, got quite a recent uh, feel to it for us. And so we've got Anam Amin with us. She's a cricket presenter, host, and a writer, also a content creator like ourselves. So uh, let's welcome her on to our, our platform. Hi, Anam, and welcome to the Full Quota Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'll just correct you there. Anam Amin is the uh, the boss. Oh, of sorry, the team, and I, would, I would have loved to be Anam Amin, though. Like, <laughs> I would die to be Anam Amin. I do apologize. I do apologize. You see, I'm having nightmares already. Um, of the first over that Anama means going to bolt to Lizelle Lee and she's probably going to get edged um, at first slip and all hell's going to break loose. So I'm, I'm there. <laughs> but Anam Nadim, thank you very much. Coming from all the way from Salcott. Uh, she's told me a really interesting story off air about the FIFA World Cup soccer balls being made out of Salcott, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's a really lovely thing. How are you doing? I've been doing well. Um, how about yourself? Uh, at least... South Africa have won their first game and Pakistan haven't managed to <laughs> get registered on the points table. So you should be doing a little more better than what I am. I am. It's just I was really surprised by what I saw against Bangladesh. And well, we can talk about that. I, I really thought that we should have beaten them by a lot more. Uh, largely because if teams like the West Indies are going to want to put up a fight, it might end up being net run rate. And you kind of want to have a net run rate in your favor, especially against teams like that. And that also brings me to the game against Pakistan because it's placed a lot more pressure on the South Africa, on the momentum proteins around winning and winning well against a team they've played a lot of times before. Uh, played in 2019, just before uh, COVID. They played again in um, in 2021 after yeah. COVID. I think it was Pakistan's first series outside of COVID. Um, and so it's been quite an interesting one. But my first question to you, since COVID, how has the Pakistan women's team 
how has it evolved and how how has it gone? Because the results haven't been great. Obviously, South African tour wasn't great. Then you had you went over to the West Indies. That didn't yeah. work out as well. Then you hosted the West Indies at home, and that looked a little bit worse. And then in Zimbabwe, there were a lot more questions than answers. So where does this team find itself after this period that they've gone through? I mean, they've tried their best. Like we've had uh, a lot of camps in Pakistan as well uh, when uh, the COVID situation was getting worse as well. Uh, so they've kept things uh, under control by having camps, by putting, you know, a 30-player 30, 30 squad uh, with the coaches and all. And they've tried their best. But then it all comes down to, uh, you know, converting all of it when you're playing uh, in an international mm -hmm. game. Unless you can't convert your performances, whatever you do, in the nets, whatever you do in the training camps needs to produce results when you're out there, you know. So in terms of that, we've not had the best of times. As you mentioned, we visited South Africa. Uh, we lost the ODI series 3-0. There, there were two close encounters. The mm -hmm. third one was a little more comprehensive. But then at the end of the day, when you read the result, it says Pakistan, South Africa beat Pakistan mm -hmm. and we lost the series 3-0. Then we went to West Indies. We could not convert uh, the results uh, in our favor either. West Indies came to Pakistan. Uh, we were playing uh, a home series after a very long time. And even then, we could not produce the results which would have, you know, given us that important, you know, uh, a momentum going into this mm -hmm. big tournament uh, as that is the World Cup. So you need to feel good about yourself. Although we did win the two uh, warm-up games. Warm-ups, yes. Yeah, which, which was a very encouraging sign when um, I read the results regarding the warm-ups. Mm. It was like, I think finally we do have that momentum. Finally, I think we can mm. convert our performances into the big games. But then when you face India first up, you know, it's always like there are arch rivals. Uh, you know how the rivalry mm. is. And although it's the woman against the woman, but still there, there are nerves mm. uh, and there are a lot of nerves. Uh, there are a lot of expectations. The burden is a lot. Uh, but what I feel is, honestly, uh, we could mm. have done so much better against India. We kept them under check. Uh, we had them for 114 for six. They were at one mm. point. Only then things started slipping off. And at that point, I was thinking, if today we can beat India, if today we can bring out that result, I think it's going to, the, the result of beating India would have multiplied mm. to uh, levels I cannot even explain because uh, instantly uh, we would have come under the limelight. Instantly the girls would have been under the radar like, oh, the Pakistani women have you know beaten India and this is one huge thing mm. that has happened. It could not, although uh, as I'm saying, you know, uh, in hindsight, if it would have, it would have been great for the game, um, especially for what women face over here. Yes, and, and, and looking at that game, I thought it was a very winnable game for Pakistan because I know a lot of a lot has been said about India and how great they are. But if you looked at the way India played over the past year, um, they, they did improve in, in Australia late late last year. But I, I never thought that there were they were there was a massive gap between India and Pakistan. Yeah, you're right about that. But, you know, again, uh, there are a lot of factors which we can, mm. uh, you know, talk about when it comes to India evolving as a, mm. as you know, as a cricketing unit and Pakistan still not being able to translate. We've got talent. There's no doubt mm. that there's a lot of talent. Uh, so we've already have uh, the first emerging cricketer of the year uh, from Pakistan, mm. Fatima Sana. So, you know, there's a lot of talent. But when it comes to translating that talent uh, onto the field, I think our players lack that, uh, you know, that one step that they need to take 
So for example, we spoke, you just spoke about the West Indies, how they've opened up the tournament. Nobody mm. came, uh, you know, saw that coming that they'd beat New Zealand and England. Um, mm. So West Indies have that, you know, final um, intent factor, the push that, you know, drives the entire team. Uh, somehow, although Bisma is back and which is huge for us, uh, considering she was on a maternity break and now she's back with the baby on board, mm. the entire, you know, uh, cricketing fraternity, not just the cricketing fraternity, fraternity but everybody is raving mm. about how Bisma is carrying herself this tournament. And it's such a lovely story, inspiring story. And her mm. inclusion in the team has given us that, you know, X factor. But again, uh, it's not enough, I guess, because mm. you need to have... Uh, the entire unit gelling together, the entire unit having the drive to take the team forward. Um, mm. And so, for example, maybe uh, when it comes to our batting, it's always been our batting. Our bowling has, you know, mm. performed decently. <laughs> Although it is debatable that whatever happened in that Indian, uh, the, the India partnership uh, between Sne and Pooja, you know, we can still oh. uh, discuss that we let <laughs> things off the hook in that partnership, but at least our ballers did give us a chance uh, mm. till a good point, you know. Look, yeah, and, and I think that's the thing. But so with the return of Bisma, what are the expectations in Pakistan for this tournament? What what, what do you want to get out of this tournament? Is there a semi-final berth that you're looking for or is it just a respectable finish? Uh, to be honest, as any Pakistani would say, we'd want to play the final, not even the semi-final, mm. but we'd want to go all the way and play the final. But realistically speaking, um, it's not likely that we'll make the semi-final berth. Uh, but what we need to take away from this tournament is or we've played, what this is our fifth World Cup now, um, mm. and we've only won two ODIs, right? So mm. for me, personally, I'd want our team to at least not finish last. We, I'd not want the wooden spoon uh, because that's what happened uh, in the 2017 World Cup as well. We did not win a single match uh, mm. during the 2017 World Cup. So I'd at least want our team to give us that, you know, one or two win uh, wins uh, for uh, us to, you know, say that, yes, our team uh, deserves uh, to be there. Our team has done all the hard work to be there. And um, yeah, so at least, you know, at least two to three wins would mean the world to us. <laughs> two to three wins. Um, and, I, and I look, I think it, it is quite possible for, for Pakistan to get two or three wins. Um, my, 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 I, obviously, I, I, I spend time in, in, in Zimbabwe. Uh, with 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 the teams that were in the qualifiers, and uh, one of the key things that I noticed about the Pakistan team, apart from the disappointing performances, as you mentioned slightly earlier, was the batting, and it's largely the top order batting. There's always wickets that are falling. Pakistan find themselves two down in the first ten overs, and and it's hard to come back from there. Um, but over and above from from that from that perspective, the slow um, scoring rate. Is, is is my big is my even bigger worry for this for yeah. this side um i know they've had changes from the team that happened that played in the world cup uh, in the qualifiers to now um do you think they can overcome that i've seen them like in the australia game was 186 dot balls but you're playing australia so I, i'll give you that but where do you see an improvement from a batting perspective going forward in this tournament Look, there's a lot of potential. Uh, one uh, worrying sign has been, and the Sana Meer also pointed this out on the broadcast as well. She mm. tweeted this as well, that we've had like five opening pairs changed uh, and we've since 2020 and mm. two more in the World Cup. So Muniba Ali, who had been opening for us in a lot mm. of games during the South Africa tour, during the West Indies tours, suddenly mm. we don't see her opening. So, you know, yes. uh, so that's, that's kind of like weird as well. And 
it's beyond me uh, that how did they come to this decision that somebody who was a regular opener suddenly they don't think that she's capable enough to open the innings for pakistan so that's mm-hmm. been a worrying sign um apart from that you know javeria's form uh, we were talking this mm-hmm. off air as well i don't know javeria uh, along with bisma is one of our you know main uh, batters she can play the anchor role and you know she she has the uh, ability to translate her anchor innings into something more but off late she hasn't uh, displayed the kind of talent she has she hasn't been able to convert mm-hmm. her innings into something more potential something more substantial so mm-hmm. i i don't know it it's going to take a lot uh, for us to turn things around from here but having said that south africa the game against south africa is something which can ch- you know change the tide for pakistan as a unit because we can have mm-hmm. a close game uh, the the girls can feel more confident against south africa uh, because we've already played them before look we haven't played australia and india for a very long time we yes. hardly play india we don't get to play australia that often so you know mm. this also plays a, a role in understanding the opposition where you know uh, the opposition you don't know how the opposition plays you've just seen them on tv you just you've just seen their videos while mm. uh, the analyst tells you that this player does this this player does that so the the, the gap is still there uh, apart mm. from the world cup you know there's a lot of disparity between who plays who and Yes. Uh, what amount of games which team gets so you know we need yeah. to cover that factor as well icc needs to look into that as well that it's not just the world cups when one team gets to play the bigger team it has to be on a consistent basis so uh, a team can understand the opposition better and another point uh, which i'd like to mention yes. here is that apart from nidadar no other pakistani player has you know played any of the league so nidadar represented pakistan in the women's big bash and that's it yes she did we we didn't none of our players got a chance to play the 100 uh yes. we don't get to play the big bash that often so you know these things count when our girls don't have the amount of exposure which maybe the other players have or the other players have the luxury of so it does put you on the back seat although i know i'm not saying that this is one of the like prime factors where i can say that okay maybe this is the only reason why uh, our girls can't you know uh, give us the batting performances or the performances we want out of them but small factors do you know contribute to something uh, and and i agree bigger. with you for instance i agree with you for instance fatima uh, fatima sana i think she's yeah. a really great bowler and and she's quick she's raw um she deserves a chance in any of these leagues diana bag's been doing it for years yeah. um you obviously got bisma you've got javeria they they add a lot more to the side and 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 i feel as though um you need that i i'm hearing rumors of a pakistan women super league so i i i don't know I'll, i'll defer to you but that would be very good uh, in 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 elevating pakistan women's cricket because as you say the talent is there and i'm going to talk about those talented players that i see javeria khan really really talented in zimbabwe she was carrying that team she was anchoring those performances and and i think against bangladesh when they lost it was really tough to see because she came in she put in her her, her job and then the other two in ali areas and needed die in that lower middle order they need a platform to um to to launch off of they batted a very high strike rate and i kind of feel as though the woes at the top um are kind of creating an issue for them because they find themselves trying to salvage Pakistan around about 190 to 210 rather than moving them from 210 to 250 and 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 it's it's a team that when harnessed well could cause problems for anybody in the world and and that's where that's where my 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 apprehension comes from but looking at the South Africa game 
my the only the, the way the one part I see Pakistan doing really well in is the bowling. Um, I do think this tournament is a bat first uh, uh, tournament where if you're bat first and the teams are slightly equal, um, you can actually win games. Uh, by putting down 200. So for me, that's the one thing I know about this tournament. But from a bowling perspective, South Africa's struggled with spin. They struggled against Bangladesh uh, spinners earlier in, in, in the tournament. Anam Amin, Nashra Sandhu. Um, I know the list goes on. Uh, but those Nidadar. Two, Nidadar. Nidadar, yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it was, those three are very important um, to this Pakistan side, as well as Diana Beg and, and Fatima Sana. What do you think the plans are from a bowling perspective to the South Africans um, with this Pakistan bowling attack? Because I know Bisma can, can can choke a team and she did choke India. Um, and, and it just kind of felt that that last partnership just wasn't working out with Sneh and, and Puja. But where, where do you think Pakistan are going to go with against South Africa in the bowling? Yeah, uh, let's just reflect a little on, mm. on that partnership as well because Pakistan suddenly uh, went shorter in length uh, during that mm. partnership. You know, they were yes, bowling they really too. short. Uh, before, when six wickets fell, they were really good with their line of attack. They were bowling fuller and they were like making the batters dry or, you know, getting into the shot. Mm. Uh, and during that partnership, suddenly they'd forgotten their line in length and they were bowling mm. really short, giving, uh, especially Pooja, who I read about, is absolutely a killer against spinners. So, you know, you gave, you were feeding Pooja to her strengths. So against, uh, and then again, against Australia, obviously, you know, it was a hard thing to expect Pakistan to, you know, they, they are the dominant, dominant side. In the <laughs> look, They're the side look if you can find a team that can beat Australia, please let me know. Because exactly. currently, I don't think there is one. So, uh, so against South Africa, I'm really hoping that they, they can use the spinners in a more effective way and they can, you know, stick to their plans because obviously they do have plans. Uh, we, can, we, we saw that against India. Uh, we saw glimpses of that because against Australia, we didn't see a lot of, you know, but still three wickets fell, which mm -hmm. was like, it was good for me at least because we didn't get a in, um, 10 wicket defeat uh, from the hands of mm -hmm. Australia. So. Against South Africa, again, because we know the opposition really well, we've played against them regularly. I think uh, we know our strengths and we'll be able to convert uh, the spinning unit uh, into our main strength against South Africa. Um, and I think we'll cause them trouble with spin. Maybe we can add another spinner in the team as well. Um, I, was, I was about to ask that. I was about to ask that. Is there another spinner waiting in the wings that you could bring in, maybe go in with Diana alone? And, and 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 as much as I love Fatima Sana, her accuracy is something that I'm. I, I, the South Africans would love at her pace. Um, so I would just probably maybe do that. Is there is there somebody yeah. that, that can come in um, who can cause South Africa? Yeah, trouble? we've got yeah Ghulam Fatima as well in the squad. Uh, mm. Maybe she can come in, but I don't think so. They'll tinker much with the bowling attack. To be honest, I think mm. uh, they'll stick with Fatima. I don't think they can leave Fatima out with the form she is in. Uh, you know, just to mm. add another spinner but bisma can bowl uh bisma can be handy with the ball uh i mm. i heard about uh i was really wondering earlier that why alia isn't bowling because she hasn't been bowling a lot uh, yes, since yes, a year yes. now yeah so we are missing that factor as well because alia is handy with her uh you know one when she comes on with one mm. uh, one change or maybe two when she's the second change baller for pakistan and she can be a little tricky with her uh medium pace but mm. she's been carrying a lower back injury for a while. Uh, and mm. I heard her press conference uh, after the Australia game. And she was like, she's still not very confident. Uh, 
with uh, coming back into bowling just yet so i hope mm. as the tournament progresses maybe we can see alia bowling as well that will strengthen our you know combination uh, in terms of bowling a little further um if if going forward in this tournament but largely in the south africa game who do you think needs to step up in order for pakistan to um upset the momentum purges and actually win that game uh nidadar for sure i mean nida mm. with the bat obviously we need nida to go all guns blazing with the bat alia has already done that she has she mm. resisted her first 50 uh, against australia in the world cups so you know uh, i really, as uh, on a personal front i really want nida dar to get going because she's that kind of a player who can pick the team up at any stage because she has that charisma she has that you know firepower mm. in her so i really want nida to get going with the bat which will help at least uh, whatever uh you know uh issues we have with our top order uh maybe mm. nida can you know um, come in and give us that momentum going forward and yeah, also javeria uh, she she's carrying a groin injury that's why she didn't play against australia i hope she recovers soon uh and javeria mm. can uh, you know step up as well as a senior pro uh she's captain pakistan in the absence of bisma um she mm, you know she, she took the blunt yeah so i really hope that uh, javeria can uh also step up with the bat uh, that would be really amazing to see uh, that javeria can do that as well because we've seen with bisma and alia they they constructed a very uh, it was a 99 run partnership against yeah the uh, highest partnership in world cups for pakistan women so yeah so you know in in bits and pieces we do see uh, you know uh, glimpses of pakistan doing something really out of the ordinary but mm. uh, it come it all comes down to us you know connecting all the dots together and mm. giving something um, for the fans as well to you know uh, have a joyous moment because the thing is that in park in, in our world part of the region as well uh, girls playing cricket is still not taken mm. that well you know due to a lot of reasons uh, religious reasons and there can be political reasons to it as well so these girls playing out there this is our fifth world cup it it, it becomes huge in itself but then when you say that this is our fifth world cup we expect a little more from the team we expect mm-hmm. them to take you know the next step uh, in, in terms of performance so we saw this with india in 2017 india reached the world odi world cup final and suddenly mm-hmm. the scene uh, in india uh, went changed. from here mm-hmm. to here yeah it, it completely mm-hmm. changed because uh, the the women uh, team gave the fans something to look forward to uh they suddenly they were not just playing for the heck of playing but they were playing to win uh mm. tournaments and they were playing to you know perform so i want pakistan at some point uh to give the nation the same sort of energy the same sort of uh you know reason to celebrate which will mm. take time obviously it's, this is this is not the world cup i'm saying will change things for us overnight but uh, slowly and gradually because now we have regional cricket uh, there's a lot of focus on regional cricket as well not just i'm not just talking about uh, a women's psl in contention but regional uh, because we have regional teams now there are six regional teams in pakistan now uh, the men's mm-hmm. side uh, now they're developing a women's side to each team as well so when mm. we'll have a women's team with the re- each region will have a women's team as well more players will come forward yes. there will be more hunger to perform and even the girls who are already in the national side would know that you know we are replaceable uh, there are girls who are performing uh, at the lower level and they can you know replace us so we have to be at on our toes all the time and perform mm. out of our skins to maintain our position in the national side so things are looking good i've got a so So look um one of my 
questions would be um, Muniba Ali being dropped and Sidra Amin coming in. Because um, of Muniba Ali throughout the past year, she was the wicketkeeper bat. So you didn't yeah. need to carry an extra wicketkeeper. Now you are in Sidra Nawaz, who's batting um, lower down the order. Uh, what was, do you know what the rationale was behind moving her out of the side um, and bringing in and bringing Sidra Amin at the top? Uh, as well as as well as obviously Sidra Nawaz as, as the keeper. I know a lot of people weren't happy with uh, Muniba's keeping, but I thought it compensated with the bat. Yeah, honestly, I really uh, can't comprehend with the fact mm. that uh, an opener who, who you you were like playing her regularly in all the matches before the World Cup or to the build up to the World Cup, mm. suddenly you decide not to play her uh, in, in the position she was settled in. So yeah, honestly, I don't have an answer. Maybe uh, if uh, I get the chance in the South Africa Pakistan match to attend the mm. uh, press conference. Maybe I will put this question forward that you know, is there a rational reason behind not playing Muniba? Uh, as you mm. said, her wicket keeping skills might not be the greatest, but she can compensate with her batting. And you know, she's not that bad. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just pulled down the leg side. She's just she's it's not not there yet, but she'll grow into it. Yeah. But then with Sidra Nawaz, again, Sidra Nawaz, you, you dropped her down so down uh, below, down the order. Like, even I did not mm. see that coming either because Sidra Nawaz, she's okay-ish with the bat. Uh, but then again, you need to give her the confidence, you know, you need to give her a certain role. Mm. And then I, maybe, maybe we can also, you know, start uh, looking upon a strategy where we can send a pinch hitter, maybe Diana up the order yes. and maybe change shuffle the things a little bit maybe just confuse the opposition a little bit because right <laughs> now we're going with a very orthodox strategy the opposition knows us that okay this is how they're mm. you know gonna come out and perform so maybe just shuffle things around maybe david hemp uh, being in charge i i know he's capable enough to uh, bring out a strategy which can uh, surprise us along with the opposition as well mm. so yeah maybe maybe just tweak <laughs> tweak you know a little a tweak here and there can uh, make a difference. I was crying for a pinch hitter in South Africa's game against Bangladesh. I kind of felt like the Bangladeshi bowlers got into a rhythm and it was crying out for either uh, Marazan to be pushed up the order, but that didn't happen. So maybe we might get pinch hitters in this game, which would, which would be fun because I'm a fan of pinch hitters. I think pinch hitters just change the dynamic a little bit more. Um, yeah, and why not? And certainly when, uh, when we see the Women's World Cup, obviously, and considering Pakistan have their issues with dot balls and they, they cannot, mm. you know, uh, convert, uh, sing, they, they're, they're even reluctant in taking singles. So it's, mm. oh, okay, fine, you cannot hit a boundary, but at least rotate the strike because that, that's the basic thing uh, you need to do. So maybe mm. a pinch hitter can, you know, uh, stir things up. Lots of runouts in Zimbabwe is the reason why there's a lot of reluctance. I, I remember Javeria staring people down after getting run out. Um, I think it was against Bangladesh. So <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of animosity happening that was happening there. But uh, it was quite interesting to see um, how they they relate because that's the one thing I think a lot of the teams in the World Cup struggle with rotating the strike and, and yeah. getting to the other end, trying to find singles here and there. Australia are mastering it, but even as we saw with England, um, they struggled. They needed to like even those final two 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 stands. You just need to rotate the strike. Yes, they got like West Indies got lucky with that with that run out from Anissa Muhammad, but you don't need a, a wide a wild hoik all the time to to get to get yeah. boundaries to score runs. So I think for me that was the um, interesting part about actually that game and and the tournament. It's, it's just the team that can rotate the strike the best will end up winning it. I think. Um, 
One last thing, are there any youngsters um, in the squad that we need to look out for? Maybe even talk a little bit about Fatima Sana. I don't think a lot of the South Africans have heard of her. Uh, I think they've seen her in that South African tour. But like, what do you think of those, um, of, of some of, if there are any are youngsters there that might play, might not, might be in there that, that South Africans need to look out for throughout the tournament? Um, I think pretty much uh, the the eleven we are going with uh, is going to stay. Uh, although I think mm-hmm. Ayman Anwar is another player which we can uh, keep an eye on. Ayman, mm-hmm. uh, she's an all, she's sort of an all rounder. She's obviously a bowling all rounder, mm-hmm. but she's really good with what she does as well. But then again, obviously Diana and Fatima are, are are at the forefront, and maybe because we are relying more on our spinners, so maybe mm-hmm. we might not get to see Ayman a lot. But Ayman no. is another player uh, who who can, you know, uh, put the opposition un- under certain threat. So I'd like to see her at some stage in the World Cup as well. Kaina Dimtiaz is another player who we've missed out. She uh, suffered injuries uh, and she could uh, not be with the squad. Yeah, so Kaina, yeah, Kainath would have been a great addition. And then there's another player who's not in the squad, but I'd like to mention mm-hmm. her name, Aisha Naseem. You, may, we saw glimpses of her during the West Indies tour. Uh, okay. Aisha, yeah, and she's a hitter. She's like, she, she's, she's, She's good built and she can hit long. And I was expecting uh, Pakistan to take her along with the squad. She's new, I know, but she could have been the X factor that was missing from the squad because we've seen with uh, Shafali as well with India, although she's re- really young. Aisha Naseem is also really young, but again, players like Shafali give you the X factor. You know, they can on their day they can take they can blow the opposition away. So I think Pakistan missed a trick by not taking Aisha Naseem with them this World Cup. Um, what do you think is going to happen in the game between Pakistan and South Africa? What do you think that's going to be won and lost? Uh, it's going to come down to Pakistan's batting not crumbling under pressure. Uh, mm. It's as simple as that because I think we can hold on to, uh, we can you know restrict South Africa if you know, whatever, if South Africa bat first, maybe uh, mm. they can, uh, we can restrict them to a reasonable total. But then it comes down to our batting and I really hope that our batters don't crumble under pressure. You know, it's, it's really, it, it, gets, it gets frustrating at times as well that uh, there's basic things, you know, rotating the strike, it's a basic thing. Showing intent, as you said, it's not always about hoiking or slogging. You, you know, you can take calculated risks as well uh, when mm. you're playing. So there need to be smaller tweaks uh, in all the batters, uh, you know, game plan. And, mm. you know, the coaches can tell them that, you know, maybe uh, you, you can have smaller targets. Maybe you can, you know, look into uh, playing one innovative shot, maybe uh, just to get going, just to release yes. the pressure. So, you know, these are the smaller things which the man, the, the coaching staff also needs to look into for the team to, you know, really get going. But against South Africa, I'm really hopeful. Maybe we can, you know, uh, pull off an upset, if I may say. Look, and, and, and the way I'm looking at it from a South African perspective, this is our banana peel. The first two games of the tournament are our banana peel games. And so um, you, you could lose to Bangladesh and Pakistan. We nearly did um, the first game. Pakistan, we've played many times over. It comes to a point where on the day, for instance, a Bismarck or Javeria or even Nida or Ali are just go out and have a good day, find yourself in, in a little bit of trouble. Can this Momentum Proteus team come back and, and try and win? And, and I think for us, we're in a very interesting situation where um, our batting is not where I want it to be. It's not where it was when Pakistan came as I think then it was humming. Now, and even then, Danae wasn't, 
wasn't playing that much in that period. Uh, and now it looks it looks completely different. I think this team's going to struggle to put down scores around what two thirty, um, and 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 that's what you need. And, and and I think if we can get to that level, you give yourselves a chance because I think our bowling, just like Pakistan, our bowling can win us games. Um, obviously, Ishmael Kaka, Cup um, at the top, um, and then obviously I, I still think we need to have a a, a frontline spinner in in the side. Um, but but I do think. It, it's Pakistan's always a tricky prospect, especially with the amount of spin Pakistan can bowl. And like in Zim, Pakistan and, and Bangladesh would bowl like 45 overs of spin with Diana bowling like the first three overs and Fatima just bowling two in the middle. And then it's just Nida, it's Anam Amin and it's everybody else just trying to win them games. So, yeah, so for me, that's where my worry is in terms of how our team's going to play, uh, spin especially, and how they start the first turnovers. Honestly, because with Pakistan starting with Anam Amin, I have nightmares because they could be two down. They could be two down after 10 or even three down after 10, uh, three down for about 30. That automatically tells Pakistan they can restrict South Africa to under 200. They can win the game, similar to how they did in the warm-ups. I think they were strangling teams in the warm-ups largely because of their bowling and that spin bowling. So that's where I'm <laughs> nervous. I'm very nervous um, about this game because I've seen Pakistan play very badly throughout the entire year last year. And I don't... We I haven't won an ODI. Like, oh, how bad could it be? We haven't won yes. an ODI. <laughs> and, and, and so you get to a point where you kind of feel like the ship's got to correct. And if it's going to correct on us, it just gives us even more pressure because West Indies are now beating teams. They're now winning games. Um, and West Indies team, you you came back to beat. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in a very precarious situation this morning, and I'm, I'm just really worried about this team. But I'll tell you, know, you, do you have any the, the, sorry, yes, sorry. The beauty of this World Cup right now is that you know it's so open. Uh, we've I've said this mm-hmm. earlier as well. Like uh, with England losing two games back to back, suddenly you know your top four favorites. Suddenly England England is not in the top four right now, and you mm-hmm. like what's going on? Like this is anybody's World Cup right now. And especially mm. West Indies, I think anybody, be it you, me, we can, we can, you know, um, support West Indies because that's how West Indies cricket is. The, mm. Anybody, any neutral supporter would like to be with West Indies because so they, they play the most exciting brand of cricket, be, mm. be it with the men's team or the women's team. And especially right now, the women's team is giving us um, all sorts of thrillers, two thrillers back to back. And... Uh, so yeah, I, I think say, this is anybody's win the right toss bat first. Win the toss bat first. Give us because it was two twenty five. It wasn't hard. It it, yeah. it feels like it's not it's not it's not enough, but it it actually is quite a lot, especially um, in the women's game with the lack of strike rotation. Two twenty five looks like it's it actually feels like three hundred. Um, in, 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 in 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 where this game is currently. Do you have any questions for me um, as we round out this uh, interview? I'd just say that I love Shabnam Ismail. Uh, she is one <laughs> amazing player. Uh, the, you know, I don't know. I admire her a lot. Um, uh, I used to be a fast bowler myself. Uh, and, okay. uh, yeah. So I, I think the, the flair uh, Shabnam carries when she bowls, it's just so good to see. And it's like, you know, it's poetry in motion. I love Shabnam mm. Ismail. Uh, although I don't want her to take a lot of wickets against us, but I love Shabnam Ismail. Oh, look, she's she's in a little bit of a wicket. She's not... The, the West Indies series, she came through, but like I think of the past couple of games, she hasn't been taking a lot of wickets. I think Bangladesh, she was really surprised uh, that that, that it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it's getting there, but maybe this is the game where she will take five. 
Um, but the thing with South Africa, you've got Shibnim, you've got Marzan, then you've got Ayabonga Kaka, then you've got Masabata Class. Yeah. So it's just going to be a pace barrage, which is good for Pakistan. I think getting pace on the back might be just something that they might. Yeah, they need. won't mind that. Yeah, they won't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one last thing. Uh, ask all our guests, uh, asked uh, everyone we, we've interviewed around this World Cup. What's the one thing you want people to take away from this World Cup in your homeland um, at the end of it all? Uh, I, I don't want them to. I, I want them to stop criticizing uh, the women not doing well uh, at during tournaments because they don't watch cricket all year long. Like for example, they would have not seen Pakistan playing throughout the mm. course of last two years to the to the build up of the World Cup, and suddenly they start watching the World Cup and they tell you, oh, why are they playing? They're not good at it. Why are they wasting their time? Why are they doing this? Why why are they doing that? So they need to you know shut up. You know this is not your place to talk. Uh, you don't know their struggles. You don't know how hard they've, you know, uh, done. Uh, uh, they've practiced how hard mm. they've fought around uh, the external factors to be where they are right now. So you, you, you should be the last person telling them to stop playing or telling them to, you know, uh, you are not capable enough uh, to play cricket. So yeah, mm. for uh, for me, um, I really want people now to start taking women's cricket seriously in the country. I really want them to, you know, start appreciating um, the women who are putting in the hard yards every day. They're giving in their everything um, to play mm. the game they love, and obviously they're doing it because they love it. It's not like it's an obligation that they're playing cricket. Mm. It's, they're just doing what they love, and especially how Bisma has carried herself throughout uh, from the start till now and mm. how she's given this message that, you know, women can do anything. They can raise a family and they can, uh, you know, do well in their career as well, be it cricket or any other thing. So this mm. is the biggest takeaway uh, for our home country our na as, a, as a nation. I think this is the biggest takeaway that uh, stop taking women for granted. We need to support them. We need to cherish what they're doing and we need to, you know, be there, be there when they need us. It's not like they need us all the time, but if they need us, be there, but stop criticizing them for what they're doing. And even journalists for that matter, you know, it's really, it really gets annoying <laughs> when journalists, you know, they take a stance which they don't even know anything about. And then they take a stance that, oh, Bisma, because she's taken a baby with her to the tournament. That's why the team is not doing well. Oh, dude, you know, you don't know what's up. You don't, you don't know, know like how, how it works. So you don't need, you should be the last person commenting on this. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, and, and 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 I think all your points are very, very valid and very true. I'm loving the fact that Bisma has the baby with her. I think it's very forward. I think it was like to whomever, to the Pakistan Cricket Board. Well done to them. I think yeah. well done to them for allowing this to happen. And I hope with more players this happens as well. And it's just not because Bisma is the number one player in Pakistan and really do need her, but it's because you want to support. Um, and it's and and it's 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 a really good showing with regards to women's sport around the world. People are watching this tournament, seeing what's happening with with Bisma and a baby in the bubble, and they're going around and and they're taking pictures with every team. And I think even now with this African team, the, the stars of the show will be the child, will be the baby. It, it's, it's not going to be the game. It's going to be like oh, Bisma's little baby um, at the end of it all. And that's that's and that's what we want. I think for me, this tournament is 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 winning a lot more fans and a lot more yeah. girls and ladies who are on the periphery. They love the game of cricket. They're just not sure 
how society is going to take it, maybe even in their countries or in their cities. But if they're seeing all of these things happen, that you can have a baby, have a family and still play. Even with the Zali, she was allowed to stay back for the birth of her baby. And now she's with the team. Hopefully she'll be back for the purchase. Um, just yeah. obviously worried about fitness and everything else. Um, and she's really explosive and she might take the game away. But it's that type of understanding, that type of ability to be flexible to be understanding, to allow um, women's cricket to, women's sport to naturally take its own shape in the way it wants to be. Not everything needs to follow the same thing that's been followed by the men 20 uh, for, 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 for decades or how many years it's been. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really happy. Um, Pakistan's won my heart. Um, so has the West Indies. Um, I really do love those two teams and I want them to do well. Um, but obviously Friday, and I'm sorry, but I don't think we're going to go past there. Um, but I really do. I really do wish you the best. I wish Pakistan women the best. Um, and maybe we'll have you on later in the tournament and you'll have turned this around. We're talking semifinals. Um, yeah. So thank you very we much. We never know. Yeah, we never know. Stranger things have happened. We never know how things will, you know, take uh, center, mm. who will take center stage going forward. But uh, as far as Friday is concerned, I really want a cracking game. I don't want a one-sided game. I really mm. want, you know, a thriller to, uh, you know, uh, just for the sake of a competition. I don't want a one-sided mm. game. I want Pakistan to go out, go out there all guns blazing and, you know, performing, like telling the world that, look, it's not just that we are on paper, bits and pieces, mm. you know, we have the uh, emerging, best emerging players in the world, uh, Bismarck's back. But as a unit, you know, on our given day, we can do wonders. And this is the day we've chosen to do wonders. So I really hope an inspiring performance comes out of the team. Yes, and, and with that, um, I also I will agree with you. But with that, thank you very much, Anam. And yeah, we'll have you on later on in the tournament. Outside of that, to all our viewers, thank you very much. Enjoy the game of cricket. I think it's going to be, a, as Anam says, a cracker. As African Pakistan always give you these little tight games um so that's going to be quite interesting to see but remember we'll be live on onewsr.com as well as our youtube channel with the game uh bringing you the commentary just taking you through the motions supporting the girls as they go through uh this tournament outside of that for myself and paul and anam goodbye and lesale kakafiso amen